and gentlemen, from my microphones to your speakers, it's the Masters of Divinity end of the year 2016 extravaganza. With me on this episode, we have Father Chuck. Hey, what's up? We also have Matt Wells. Hey, what's up? Backseat Matt. We also <laughs> we also have Father Patrick Funston, aka Father Fun. Hey, what's up? <laughs> and Keelan O'Carroll. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> and as always, I am your moderator, JP. Let's uh, let's 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 get down to business. Let's talk about 2016, guys. Yes, let's. It was a year. Uh, so okay, let's let's start on this note then, uh, guys. How was everyone's Christmas? Father Chuck, how was your Christmas? It was good, um, aside from the fact that. My entire family got laid out with some intense respiratory infection. Ooh. And yeah, so all last week, Matt is, Matt is moving away from me. So almost like after we recorded our previous episode, I was just like done for the week. I haven't yet put the uh, Christmas sermon on the, on the chapel's website, but I do sound like I have a bit of a Kermit the Frog thing going just because I... <clears throat> I lost my voice and all. It was it was it was a rough it was a rough time. Couldn't sing any of the Christmas carols, any of that. But aside from that, lots of fun stuff with the family. Lots of good um, presents for the kids. Um, Kane and I both got really good um, gifts. Exchanged good gifts for each other and um, nice. had a good dinner with uh, with the family and just all of that kind of stuff that you love about a good Christmas day. Just time with the family, time at church. The flurry Did anybody of exciting eat any toys. No one, no one ate any tinsel. We don't have any tinsel on our tree. Ah, okay. All right. That's great. Uh, uh, Matt Wells, how was your Christmas? Christmas was very busy, as usual. Yeah. Um, because my wife and I, you know, our families are really close, so we have to go to everybody um, for Christmas. Right. You're, you're the, the, uh, the hop-around family. Yeah. And my wife got me a, a cool present that I think yeah. um, I think she, she might throw your away. Life. I think she, she might throw away by the end of this week. <laughs> what, did, what did she get you? She got me a PlayStation 4. Ooh. Yeah, and it's been six years since I've had a video game system. Wow. Because of having kids and no what, life. What games? It doesn't matter. The only one right now is Uncharted 4 is the okay. only one I'm playing. But she got me the uh, <laughs> Star Wars and... Oh, Battlefront? Yes. Nice. And um, what's the other one? One of those Call of Duty uh, yes. we, I should. We should get you Alien Isolation just so I can come over and play it. Okay. Okay. You get it. We'll play it. Um, but right now, Uncharted Four is my new obsession, and um, yeah. Oh, and No Man's Sky. Bad. I should get you No Man's Sky. It's bad. Oof! I heard it's not very good. <laughs> yeah, Father Von shaking his head. <laughs> I still want to play it. I don't care. I just want to know how Uncharted ends. Okay. Keelan. Yes. Welcome back to the show, my friend. Thanks, bud. How was your Christmas? You went somewhere. Where did you go? It was good. Yeah, we just got back in town last night. Uh, we've been here, there, and everywhere, all over Florida, uh, Lakeland, Tampa, Newport Ritchie, Homosassa Springs. Shout out to all my peeps in Homosassa. There's not a whole That's lot cool, going man. on there, if you can't no, no, gauge by the name. No. What's Christmas, Christmas in Lakeland like? Christmas in Lakeland, and it was uh, <laughs> hot and sweaty. Uh, Is it? Humid. Yeah. It's yeah, pretty it's gross down here. Yeah, we we had it was like over eighty degrees on Christmas Day and sunny, yeah. so it was um, miserable. It was it was pretty hot. We did get a little rain, um, which made it more miserable. 
And, and that led to some pretty good jokes at church where I talked about our melted snow, got a couple of good, solid, like, you know, pastor, pastor chuckles out of, out of the people in the, uh, in the congregation. Father Fun knows what I'm talking about. That's Those like a, courtesy laughs that you get from your prisoners. That is such a, were they mostly just, they, were they, oh, yeah. were they just kind of, they don't really laugh. They just breathe through their nose real loud. Like, yeah. Yeah. That exactly. <laughs> pastor jokes are the only thing worse than dad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Father Fun, how was your Christmas? It was good. Church was good. We went over to my wife's family and just had some good family time. Did anybody eat any tinsel in your family? No, but we did rewatch Star Wars Rogue One, nice. which was good. Yeah. Did anybody partake in any, any kind of a holiday movie viewing? The girls watched Little Women. I watched Jumanji. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I mean, that is about, it is it is a movie about a gift. <laughs> Count it. Okay. <laughs> Father Chuck, you know, I, I, um, I really wanted to watch um, a Christmas story, but I just never got around to sitting down and watching it. You know, like, I, I actually thought about watching a Christmas story just for this podcast, just so I could recount my thoughts. Um, but I decided not to. I, I thought you so. said the other day that you watched it again recently. No, oh. I checked it out. Oh, okay. Uh, but I did not watch it. Okay, <laughs> maybe next year. Maybe next year. I'll suffer next year. Keelan, did you, um, did you, did you watch Elf this year? Uh, we did watch Elf. Um, we also watched my son's new favorite movie, uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. The, uh, the live nice. one with Jim Carrey. Oh, the live one. Yeah, that's all he wants to watch now. He just goes around saying, Ginch, Ginch, Ginch. Matt? Let's see. We watched Elf. We watched Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas, so the cartoon, not the, the other the one. The original. We watched Rudolph. We watched Frosty. Rewatch that Santa Claus horrible cartoon, claymation one. Oh uh, yeah, like the famous That's the original one. Yeah, like, yeah like just like very, Rudolph and Frosty. <laughs> very traditional Christmas movie viewing. Yeah, we watched. Well, Rudolph and Frosty were the same thing, uh, the same the original ones. And then on Christmas, I watched as much Doctor Who as I could fit into two days. <laughs> Doctor Who. Yeah, they they had a major marathon last week. A Doctor Who takeover. How was the Christmas special? Did you watch the Christmas? Special? I didn't get to see it. Um, that's when my fam- I watched the first half of it, and that's when my family decided, "Hey, we could go home now." Um, so I was. <laughs> so your family intervened in route in between the- and, and rescued you from like. Don't trash talk something you've oh, never man. seen. No, ultra no, no, no. ultra we, nerddom. We, we, don't, don't, don't. we do not hate Doctor Who on this podcast. No. We love Doctor Who. Don't, don't trash talk something <laughs> you've never seen. Um, I've watched okay. Doctor Who. We want awesome. your views and your listens. <laughs> we, um, will, we will give up look, Father if, Chuck if the Who no, fans will see, here's stay the on thing. board. <laughs> I've learned, here's something I've learned about, Doctor, about the Doctor Who fans is that if you're not a Doctor Who fan, they will go out of their way to try to make you a Doctor Who fan. So that, like, uh, encourages them. Uh, they will just tell you how incredible it is. And then when you're like, I don't want to watch it, they'll be like, whatever, you miss out. It's because Sorry. they know they discover something great. I actually got to enjoy <laughs> my big three. I got to watch Elf, Christmas Vacation, and Scrooge back-to-back thanks to the channel Freeform, uh, even though it's horrendously edited for content. It was fun. They, they showed all three of those movies at Christmas night when everyone had gone home and everyone was asleep anyway, so I could just watch movies. Nice. But, uh, yeah, I also had a great Christmas. Got to spend time with family. Uh, there was some some bad Santa shenanigans going on. What does that you mean? play the game. You know the game Bad Santa where, like, No, you, I know the Billy Bob Thornton up. movie. Ooh. It's like uh, Yankee Swap or White Elephant. Okay. Yeah, it's like you, you draw a number, 
and then like if you draw the first thing, you pick a present, and you open it, and then like you can steal other presents and stuff. And, okay. Yeah, it's a fun but, game. But, but it's the one that only has real presents, because like White right. Elephant has goofy presents. Yeah, they could be goofy. Like some like like someone got got like a potato warmer. That's not goofy, man. Somebody needs potato warmer. <laughs> I remember the I, I remember it the, is for my potato. I remember the first time I ever did a white elephant gift exchange. It was in fifth grade, and we did it as like just before Christmas break. And someone had brought this like really like it was it, it was a really nice um, crystal nativity set. Like, you know, boxed crystal nativity set. And that became the thing that everyone fought over was that thing. And and everyone kept trying to steal because, you know, everyone was like, oh, I could give this to my mom or something like, you know, and save them like, you know, the trouble of, of going Christmas shopping. And so finally, when all was said and done and the, the person who finally got it at the end of the at the end of the exchange, they opened it and there was just like rolls of toilet paper inside the box, <laughs> which is pretty good. That's funny. I, I love the image is. of fifth graders being so put upon by Christmas shopping that they're like <laughs> rabidly. Oh my gosh, I'm ten years old and I hate Christmas shopping, so I'm gonna try to win this white elephant. I think it's more I think it's more like I'm ten years old and I don't have to spend any money on my parents. That makes sense. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. I, we were yeah. weird. Yeah, well, I'm glad everybody had a great Christmas and that everybody survived it. Um, and we are fast approaching the new year, only just a few days away from 2017. Guys, 2016 has been a year, has it not? It has. It is, I mean, if, if you can say nothing else about it, it's that it was a year. Speaking, yes. yes. Oh, you know what I mean, jerks. <laughs> um, some would say it was a rough year. As we know, Carrie Fisher passed away yesterday. Very tragic. Carrie Fisher passed away, and it was just reported, like, just moments ago that her mother, Debbie Reynolds, has also passed away. So, uh, very sad. Uh, Carrie Fisher, of course, played Princess Leia in Star Wars. She was a very successful writer, uh, both in in fiction and in um, the film industry. She was a script doctor. Um, But she was also a very... Outspoken advocate for um, awareness toward addiction and also uh, worked very hard to destigmatize uh, mental illness. She struggled with uh, bipolar disorder. I'm actually reading, I checked out three of her books yesterday. I checked out uh, Wishful Drinking, uh, Shockaholic, and her first novel, Postcards from the Edge, which I actually haven't seen the movie starring Meryl Streep. Do you guys want to say something about Carrie Fisher? Does anyone want to say anything? I'm just happy that she's. Uh, that she's being remembered as somebody who attempted to destigmatize mental illness. Yeah. yeah, I. One of the compliments I saw in a story online somewhere, it was a tweet. There was like a thing on CNN that was talking about, you know, celebrity reactions or whatever. And it said, it said, you know, you've made it when Meryl Streep plays you in a movie. Yeah, that's my life goal, by the way. You want Meryl Streep to play you in a movie? Yes. That, yeah. that would be incredible. <laughs> Oklahoma farm boy. <laughs> Starring Peter Meryl Streep. Starring Meryl Streep. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, it's very true. Um, I haven't seen the movie. I'm probably going to after I read the book. Carrie, we miss you. And we love you, but you probably already knew that. So 2016, we're, we're approaching a new year. We are leaving the previous 
Uh, did you guys make any resolutions last year? I don't generally make resolutions. No? I, I kind of fall into that that sort of thing where it's like if you need an arbitrary date in order to make a change in your life, then you're probably not actually going to make the change. So if you want to make the change, just make it. Okay. Um, and I, 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 I kind of have looked at over the years that like every New Year's resolution that most people make never goes through. So – don't make them like if you're just gonna make a change just make it you know um i'm also much more a fan of that sentence made me want to sing man in the mirror so bad you said make the change like four times (laughs) (laughs) make the change okay go ahead carry on (laughs) i think i think is that is that gonna be our closing song on this episode um but no i um i and plus like we're we're so close to the season of lent which is normally when people take on practices and do different things um uh-huh. which are temporary changes so i don't know i just never been much of a new year's resolution kind of person um in in that sense i just but and and, and patrick and and, and keelan can probably note that i'm an insufferable hipster enough that i'm just going to kind of go against the trend just because it's the trend so i have i you know i am what i am you should like have New Year's resolutions to gain weight and to sit on the couch more. Just go completely, <laughs> something, go completely some, against some yeah, accomplishable goals. I mean, maybe the real thing to do at this point, because it's so passe to like not do re- New Year's resolutions, the hipster thing would be to do resolutions. The, the hipster thing would be to actually follow through because nobody does. That's also, yeah. <laughs> Can I make an aside? I don't really know what hipster thing needs anymore. <laughs> I, feel like it's, I don't know what the hipster thing is anymore. Like, it's, I, I, I feel I like just, that word has completely lost its meaning. I just say that because I keep getting accused of it. Like I've been accused of it <laughs> so much in the past like decade. And I, I, you know, I just sort of. Just, just tell them that you don't know what a hipster is. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Is that, is that, really even, is that even around Zay, anymore? Oh. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Father. <laughs> is hipster even around anymore? Is that a oh, thing? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's alive and well. But is it still like a thing, like a term, the thing, the classification hipster? Or did that die in 2016 too? Look, won't be editing out. Can we take a can we take a moment? Can we just take a moment since you brought it up, JP? Can we take a moment to talk about this the ridiculous meme of personifying the year 2016 as though the year 2016 is actively trying to kill people? Because I, on average, 152,000 people would die every year. I, I agree. Well, I agree with your argument. However, you're picking a horrible week to try and make it. <laughs> it's like, well, it's like well, the I last it's... week of 2016, and people are dying like crazy, like just to make sure. But, that okay, it but seriously, okay, famous people are dying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. The the death rate is consistent. Well, that's right? all we care about, right? We but don't care about just saying, like, it's just people. inevitably like this year just happens to be that a high percentage of famous people die, and so we make it like 2016 is killing more people, but no. it's it's not. It's it, there's still an average of, you know, it's not like, well, I, I feel like the, the thing that, that I feel like the thing what's I think what's bothering you, Chuck, and because it's bothering me too, it's, it's the, the, the rush to, after someone important has died, the rush to be the guy that says, oh no, 2016 again. Right. Right. To me, it's, it's sort of like kind of guaranteed to have the likes and the people responding. And, you know, it, it's sort of like, I don't know. It's a, it has it's a meme that serves meme pers- purposes. And that's sort of the only reason to use it. Um, but at the same time, 
it can't really be denied that 2016 is a pretty rough year. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, we've lost. I mean, we yes, this year we have seen it. It seems to be an inordinate number of famous people dying this year. Right. Um, I think I what I think is interesting about it, and not not to say like people dying is interesting, but I think it kind of leads to an interesting conversation about like you can kind of see where the like the stardom boom was. You know, yeah. there was sort of a period in sort of the mid to late 20th century where like celebrity became like a bigger thing than it usually was. And, you know, now it's like almost 50 years later since then, which I guess it was like 50s, 60s, 70s is when it started to kind of really start rolling out. Right. Yeah, so, you know, to a degree. I mean, yeah, I also think that it's where we're at a place now where the boomer generation, like, we're realizing like how like the boomer generation is really having to start facing its own mortality. And that's like a big thing. Um, because that generation has largely felt seen itself as the cultural, the cultural defining generation. And like, they continue to think that they're the cultural you know, defining generation and that they never really, I shouldn't speak in generalities. That's not right. But that, that this, this, um, this sense that, like they were always sort of the youth culture and they kind of seemed to never really face the fact that their job was to one day hand on things to another generation. That seems to be a pretty consistent, that's a feeling that I can at least say that I have in my perception Mm -hmm. of it. Um, And so, so many people of that generation are starting to go. I mean, and I, so I think that that's kind of a, and sadly a lot of people are young, Yeah, but at the same time, like, you know, people die every day. Right. And so, you know, it just, it just, it just so happens that it's a lot of famous people this year who died. Right. And so I don't think that like, when you take it on a bigger scale, that this is any more like, I mean, what is it like, you know, like murder rates are down like worldwide or something. And so like, yeah, like, um, or whatever, but I don't know. It just yeah. we're confronted with mortality, and it's something that we Americans don't like. We don't like the fact that we die. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if I mentioned on the podcast before, but I always go back to this quote from Stanley Hauerwas, who said that the American dream. Um, Stanley Hauerwas, who's a who's a who's a theologian, for those who don't know, um, the American dream is to accumulate as much wealth as possible in order to pro, in order to put off death for as long as possible. Um, so this idea that like being faced with our own mortality is something that we don't like because somewhere in the back of our minds, we like to pretend that people don't die. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, this year has brought a lot of that up. Sorry, I spoke over you, Keelan. I understand what you're saying. I think that, um, you know, celebrity and entertainment is so ingrained in our culture um, that it becomes... Uh, kind of a, a, a part of us, a part of our family, and so yeah. musicians and actors and, and all these different people, uh, we feel like we kind of get to know them in a way, and so when they pass, it's, it's kind of like a, a, a friend passing or a family yeah. member. Um, so I think it, that hits in, in a way that's a little bit different. That's true, and I and and, and you're probably right, also JP, in the sense that in previous years, people would more or less retire. And then die. And you would find out mm-hmm. about it years later. The fact that we have people who are like, like David Bowie comes to mind, 
who was still right. actively making music or Prince who was still actively making music. They, it, you know, Carrie Fisher was, was put back in the limelight. Right. Exactly. And so, yeah. So to, in order to, so to see who are still actively putting out things, it does, it does strike a different blow because it's not like, Oh, you know, whatever happened to them? Oh, it's sad that they died, you know, like, yeah. you know, years later. And also later. sort of our, our, our sort of new obsession with nostalgia. It's sort of mixing with that as well. It's kind of makes it a bit more potent. Right. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, well, that kind of raises an interesting uh, question that I have for you guys. Uh, are there any people who are still alive that you're thankful are alive? You know, everyone wants to talk about all the people that died this year. And, you know, they definitely deserve their tribute. But I found out today that Stan Lee turned 94. He's still alive and kicking, and I am very thankful he has not died this year. What about you guys? Father Fun? Uh, Ruth Bader Gin- Ginsburg. Uh, very happy she's alive. Who is? Supreme Court Justice. <laughs> right. I knew that. Wow. <laughs> uh, I, I knew that. I knew that. No, no, no. I, I know who that is. I know who that is. <laughs> I know who that is. I do. This is a great moment. This is a great moment. I hope we leave this in because this is a moment where JP really does know who that was, but he just forgot that he knew who that was. But it sounds like he didn't know what it was and he's pretending. I'm totally – I'm very glad that I get to edit this. (laughs) Seems kind of like a weird question to me. Is it? Why is it a weird question? I don't know because I'm sort of like – I don't know. It feels like I'm picking and choosing – like I'm glad that everybody who is alive is still alive. Yeah, like that 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 seems like <laughs> the proper answer to the question. I don't know, like you like well I, I like Father Fun's answer. Well, I'm glad that I, I knew exactly who he was talking about. <laughs> I'm glad that Father Chuck is still alive. JP I could give or take. <laughs> I, don't, I mean it's like but like I don't know. I feel like the opposite of that is like is there someone that we're sad is not dead? <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, there probably are. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's okay. All right. There's a fun list. Let me start. <laughs> so is, 2000, question, guess, is 2016 like like death and final destination? <laughs> like that, whoever, that's what, that's whoever, whoever made it at like until like whoever makes it out of 2016, like it's to... after us. <laughs> it's gonna hunt us down in 2017. There's, there's an order. Uh, Whatever. Well, I'm just glad Stanley is alive. That's all I want. You know, I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I, I am also glad that Stan Lee and Ruth Bader, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and Keelan and my children and my wife. Um, hey, hey, you know what? Matt. Billy Graham is still alive. Let's just oh, say, really? I'm Billy Graham. Wait, is are still you sure? Alive. I mean. In the, med- in the in the in the strictly medical scientific sense of life, yes, he is alive. He is. Okay. I don't know. I feel bad. I can't. I can't say more because I, I feel like I'm going to get us in trouble somewhere. Um, but yes, he is. He is still alive. Okay. All right. Um, I don't know. Next it's question. Fine. It's, it's fine. A weird question. We're moving along. We're moving along. That was a bad uh, question. I'm sorry. I don't think it's a bad um, question. It's a weird question. Do you guys have any favorite? Uh, any favorite movies this year? I wrote down I wrote down three I thought of that okay. were really great for me. Uh, Star Trek Beyond. A Star Trek Ooh, yeah. Uh, Deadpool and and, uh, and Zootopia. <laughs> I thought were all excellent movies. <laughs> Suck up. 
He did homework. <laughs> what? What's <laughs> <laughs> looking up to? <laughs> Who is there to suck up to? I got, I got my answer ready to go. Um. <laughs> well, I asked yeah. if there was homework, and he, and, he, and he responded that there was. I thought this Utopia was an incredible, um, incredibly timed and well-executed film. Yeah, we actually haven't talked about that movie on this podcast. I haven't seen it. Yeah. yeah. So, 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 so tell the audience more about uh, why Zootopia was such a great movie. Uh, so it's an animated film from Disney, uh, uh, CGI, but not Pixar, and not a, not a musical, except for there's a Shakira song in it that's pretty catchy. Um, and it's <laughs> about uh, it's a it's about current events, uh, community policing, um, um, racial bias, uh, bias in policing. Um, it, it's just, it's just really well done, um, story about this world where predators and prey live together in peace. And then when predators start attacking prey, what happens and how does, how does, how does the structure of society start to crumble? Um, yeah. and it's just, it's just a really, it's just a really well done movie. It's a kid's movie. Um, but I think that it'll, I think that it'll outlive itself in, yeah in the minds of those who watch it. Um, I, I think, I think it invites conversation about, for instance, racial bias, um, in a very non-threatening, but very real way that I think it'll be, it'll be nice to be able to use it as a way to talk about those issues with my daughter and my next kid too. Would you agree that it works as a perfect double feature with song of the South? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I know song of the South. <laughs> really? Is Ruth Bader Ginsburg in that one? <laughs> you don't. You don't have a song of the south. No. Okay. Well, take everything you just said that was good about Zootopia. Okay. And then completely reverse it. <laughs> that song of the south. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's it. <laughs> Father Chuck, you you have opinions on Song of the South? You no, know, you know I'm, I I do, but I'm not going to share them because they're going to get me in trouble <laughs> because. I'm just not. I'm just not going to share. I'm not. I'm not going to be that guy. I'm not going to do it. Not going to do it. Well, have you ever been to Splash Mountain? Yeah. That song of the South. The Brer Rabbit oh, legends okay. and um, Rabbit. that yeah. song um, Zippity Doodah, which won yes. an Academy. Okay, I know what you're talking about. Now. Won yes. an Academy Award, but it's a movie that Disney is incredibly embarrassed by and refuses yeah. to re-release. Um, much stuck forever. <laughs> here's the thing. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. I saw it in theaters when I was a kid. And so I don't. I can't really speak much about it. But having read the criticisms and stuff about it, what I my what I want to say about it, having not seen it in a while with a critical eye, is that I think it's I think it's a largely misunderstood movie, because a lot of people mm-hmm. criticized it, failing to recognize that it's set during Reconstruction rather than during antebellum period of All the right. South. But again, I'm, I'm I'm I I have not seen it, so I cannot <laughs> speak with any kind of authority about it. But my suspicion uh, is that it might be a misunderstood movie. Lindsay Ellis, the nostalgia chick, who used to be sort of a spinoff from the nostalgia critic, she does. She actually does a really good video about it. Okay. Uh, so if you want to check it out? Yeah, I just I'm I'm I I I'm 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 nervous that I even mentioned it. So <laughs> I am too, because Zootopia is a very good movie. I saw it too, and I loved it. And we're I don't want to take guys. away from it. And we're all white guys. It's just I. <laughs> I just I'm uncomfortable. Um, what about you guys, uh, 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 Matt? Do you have any top movies of the year? I didn't do my homework. Um, 
I was busy did, playing I, Uncharted. Did for, you watch movies? I, I Which want, ones did you, you like? I pretty much saw the hardest movies. I, I just I could be playing Uncharted Four right now. Maybe and you should be winning the, and winning the game. <laughs> My son was running around the houses, uh, Nathan I Drake feel with like... a rope tied around his waist, and so it was a good time. Um, I feel like I have to spit on here. I might come down to Sing Street or Nice Guys, right? Uh, yeah, they're they're there, <laughs> and then there's like Civil War. Bro, yeah. So true. it we it's in those three. Um, Sing Street is incredible. That is an awesome yeah. movie. If you haven't seen it, um, you're pathetic. Um, and Nice Guys, <laughs> uh, just watch it. It's yeah. so good. We saw. It, really? Did we see it twice, JP? Did we go see it twice? I saw it twice. I saw it once before I came to visit you. Then I visited you. And then we saw it. We it was almost, when we went to Dallas. We almost saw it twice in Dallas. We almost went yeah. back the next night. <laughs> yes. Well, it was also because we were at Alamo Draft saw, House. Saw it. Yep, Alamo Draft House. Yeah. Awesome place. I think uh, so. Is that movies? But no, Sing Street is a masterpiece. It really is. Sing Street is incredible. And if if you didn't watch it yet, I've talked about it before. If you didn't watch it yet, go watch it now. Um, yeah. It's amazing. See and uh, yeah, Chuck's going to watch it right now. Um, and and Nice Guys is just hilarious. I love Nice Guys. Yeah. It's so funny. I love it too. So good. But Sing Street, that's Father, like Sing Street's art, man. That's it's amazing. Yeah. Father Chuck, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a controversial statement, and that You're gonna is say no. Superman. I'm gonna say Batman v Superman. Donna oh, Justice. What? He's just doing it to cause an argument. No, I, I've seen that movie. Oh, I have now seen that movie please. three times. Um, Father Fun is rubbing his face right now. He's seems a little. I've seen that movie three <laughs> times. this conversation, but good. Hey, the question is: What was the question? Was it best movies or favorite movies? That was your top movies of the year. Because I, I, mean, I I'm, sure it could be your favorite movies. It's fine. Because I'm not going to go on like best movies or whatever. Because I feel like you know that's just it's so subjective. So my favorite movies. I would say Batman v Superman. I really, really enjoyed that movie. Um, obviously, a perfect of, double feature with Tron Legacy. I think. <laughs> shut up. I think there's a lot to mine out of it. Um, I mean, I also really like Star Trek Beyond. I think that was an excellent movie, but I don't want to repeat what, what Father Fun said. Um, I think Keelan and I are probably going to be in agreement that Rogue One was excellent um, in, in a top movie, and I'll let him talk about that. Um, and but I will say the one um, one other movie that none of you saw, but I did, was, and I think it was probably the best movie I saw this year, and that is um, Shin Godzilla. Oh, I really wanted to see it, but it never came to my area. Oh, actually, it did. I take that back. It did. I just missed it. Yeah. Um, it was good? It was It was, It was. was excellent. Um, very, is it everything you hope for to see in a new Godzilla movie? It was so different. It is, it is, it is an incredibly different Godzilla movie from anything that's ever come before uh, because it is very it, it is it is somewhat a political satire oh, yeah. um, and because uh, one of the criticisms that a lot of people made about it is that there are lots of scenes involving people sitting in boardrooms and it's true because it deals with the bureaucracy around emergency management and it was made as a way to sort of criticize the Japanese government's failure to act after the Fukushima um, um, nuclear reactor disaster following the earthquake um, a few years ago. And um, on top of that, it also criticizes the ways in which the Japanese government is kind of held um, under the thumb by American 
military policy and Japan's inability to defend itself. Like, there's this one really great moment. I mean, there's lots of great moments in the movie. There's this great moment where, like, so Godzilla shows up, and Godzilla sort of, it's it's complete reboot of the series entirely. So this is supposed to be the first time Godzilla's ever shown up, and it's, he's he shows up as, like, this baby, this really messed up looking baby thing. Um, mm-hmm. And he starts to mutate and grow as he's there. And um, as he's as he's making his way through a certain neighborhood of Tokyo, and um, there's this part where there's two constitutional lawyers, and they are debating how to interpret um, this piece of the Constitution that allows them to take military action against a foreign invader, whether or not God, whether or not this monster constitutes a foreign invader. Like while this thing is just wreaking havoc. These two constitutional lawyers are arguing with each other before anyone can take any kind of action against it. And then when they finally mobilize the military against it, you have to watch this chain of command where the guy who's in the helicopter um, um, with machine guns drawn, ready to fire, he's got his finger on the trigger. He has to ask his superior who asks his superior who asks this other person who asks his military director who has to ask the prime minister whether or not he's allowed to shoot. And so you watch this scene where five people have to ask the same question and then five people back down the chain have to then give the answer to the guy. It's just um, – so the, the political stuff in it is amazing. The special effects are incredible. Um, Godzilla is really messed up looking. He looks like a mutant monster. Um, and um, anyway, it was, it was very good. It was a very good movie. I could go on and on about right. it. Uh, Sounds have, really interesting. I have a couple comments. First, I will gladly watch, watch that with you. Second, don't make fun of Doctor Who and then say Shin Godzilla is one of the best movies in 2016. <laughs> and third, if you're listening and you haven't seen Batman v Superman, turn this off right now and go watch Sing Street. It's an actual, <laughs> it's an actual good movie worth your time. Keelan? Yeah, so uh, Rogue One, huh? Huh? Uh, yeah, Rogue One. It was, huh? was that uh, kind of an all-timer this year? Well, that it? was the, uh, the only movie I saw in theaters. And what did you think? Oh, it was fantastic. The... Uh, Attention to detail was exactly what it should be. Uh, you know, in Force Awakens, there were there was a lot of good stuff about that. There was also I felt like J.J. Abrams was trying to uh, bring in some of the George Lucasy side of uh, of the universe. Um, yeah. And, but uh, I think Rogue One, just for like a kind of a standalone film with. Like this kind of cast of brand new characters. I think it was fantastic. a new kind of story. Yeah. For Star Wars. Yeah, just something. It's just something a little bit different. So that was great. Uh, Zootopia, also another great yeah. film. Did you see Sing Street? I have not yet. No. Oh, Keelan, you would love that. I movie. know. I'm bad. I feel like we've had this conversation. Same we director this... as once. I know. Yeah, Rogue One was was terrific, and I think it's for the same reasons you said. It's it's a fresh take. It's uh. Something exists outside the, uh, you know, in, in the peripheral of Star Wars, something I've always been fascinated with. So, yeah, these are good picks. Uh, me, personally, favorite movie of the year. I think, like, I, I'm going to go with Matt. I'm actually going to give it to Nice Guys. Definitely my, 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 my top pick of the year because I love, 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 love the writing. I love Ryan Gosling um, and Russell Crowe together. were so perfect. Um just everything Shane Black is like great to me. I, I, I fall for it every time, you know. This um, is her protest group. <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys really sharing inside uh, jokes? It's the movie. Uh, you have to see the movie. But 
when you see the movie and you hear that, you will laugh. But at how it. do you know that she's here? This is her protest. This is what we're doing. We're going to quote movies that probably most people <laughs> listening to our podcast have not seen because no one well, saw that movie. If they're still listening yeah. to our podcast, then they have some kind of uh, credit that they give us for our opinions, and they therefore know do that you, JP and I do would only plug an awesome movie. Do you remember what it was like sophomore year of college when everyone saw Napoleon Dynamite, but you didn't, and they would quote it around you, no, and it would just annoy you because you guys just did that? No, because I saw it in high school so that I could quote it with everybody. Um, <laughs> did we say Father Fun's favorite? Oh, yeah, Zootopia. Yeah. And I, I started Zootopia. Off with Zootopia. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 do add, I do want to add to the discussion about Rogue One real quick. The thing that I've been saying about it is that that was so amazing about it for me was how it made a 40-year-old movie a better movie. Like, yeah. it, it it filled plot holes. It, it honored episode four in its um, cinematog- cinematographic and uh, stylistic choices in, mm-hmm. in, in through a modern sensibility that just kind of lifted it up and made me love it just so much more i it was it was just an incredible piece of new and yet honor honoring i don't know yeah I, it was just it's just great it's it's sort of like you and yeah. and i would watch it again today yeah like it, it does what a prequel should do in terms Father of, Charles, you know, kind have of you seen Gareth Edwards a uh, fruit basket yet? Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Keelan and I walked out of that. We saw it together, and I walked out. And I said, "We should send Gareth Edwards a fruit basket." That would be <laughs> like, <laughs> thank you, just thank you. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, so uh, Rogue One is definitely up there for me. For, so, like, other than Nice Guys, I also really love Rogue One. Uh, I talked a lot about that last week. I also loved uh, Green Room, which is like a great thriller. Also, uh, rest in peace, Anton Yelchin. Um, another. 2016. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, of course, uh, The Witch. I got to give it up. Uh, the, the, probably the best horror movie to come out this year. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> don't, don't do go, it. Go back to episode two. Go watch it if you want to live deliciously. Listen, I feel like I should say something to our audience that, like, that you guys are really familiar with. Just because JP likes something doesn't mean it's good. <laughs> like, <laughs> Amen. To we've that. all learned that. The audience doesn't really know that. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. We make this caveat for you, but when I do it, it's like. Oh no, we know that when Chuck likes something, it's not good. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> Ouch. Ow. Oh man. We're at a police academy here. Apply ointment to oh. the burn. <laughs> ah. I'm going to give you a burn center. Does, does that count as a Christmas movie that I watched Police Academy again? I had to. Like, how could I not watch that movie when I had a break? Right. you got to watch all six of them or it doesn't, it doesn't count. No, I don't. <laughs> I really don't have to watch all six of them. Right. There's seven. Is it seven Police Academy I don't movies? care. I think it's seven. I've got four more months of the real deal, and I hate life. Oh, okay. Um, but, I mean, I, and I guess Civil War is pretty cool, too. I like that a lot. Do you guys want to reflect on any uh, past episodes? I-, I have one that I want to reflect on real quick. Then do it. Uh, that I that I kind of feel like is sort of our kind of a strange episode in, in the context of things and how we how quickly we were to kind of latch on to that topic and be so enthusiastic about it. And it's our Pokemon Go episode. <laughs> <laughs> we got really excited for that game as soon as it hit our phones and then we were like we're going to talk about it on the podcast like right now 
that we was dedicated. We dedicated a whole episode to Pokemon Go. Yeah, there the, were the moment it came out. <laughs> we, dude, we followed exactly what like like every like Everybody smartphone did. owner did like that summer. It was like <laughs> everyone played Pokemon <laughs> Go, and then like a month and a half later, nobody, nobody played Pokemon it. Go. Though I will say, <laughs> I played it today at the zoo. Really? <laughs> yes, did you, I did. did. You catch a? Did you catch a, 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 a um, Montezuma? Um, no, I got yeah. a uh, I got a, I got a Pikachu wearing a, a Santa hat. Got two of them. Wait, for real? Yeah. Catch a... They put a, Santa hats on him? He's got cards. <laughs> you, you have Pokemon heck? cards? What the heck? Catch a, did you catch a, Wait, you just have Halo? those? Where did the cards just Halo? come from? I feel like this is a, a setup. Do you carry those you with you? A, you catch a shelter? Do you always have those? Have those always been here? here? You never <laughs> no. know when you're going to meet another trainer. You may need to no. throw down. Okay, these are not my cards. These are my cousins, and they're just always on this desk. I would not touch those. Dude. <laughs> I would not touch those. Uh, I mean, why is that? Because like you might like bend a corner and get murdered later. Yeah, that's fine. Shelter. I got a lot of stuff here. <laughs> got a Corsola. We're gonna watch him get beat. Just, Somebody's gonna. You know, I still room. have his redemption cards here yeah. in this bag. I still have yet to mail them to him. I'm terrible <laughs> about mailing things. Oh yeah, I have. Funston knows yeah. with the Gundam how long it took that. Uh, does anybody <laughs> yeah, else? Yeah. Does anybody else have any uh, podcast episodes or podcast episode memories? Hey, how about that Rob Bell episode? Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. His icon's right there. Can we call him up right now and see if he answers? <laughs> Bring him oh, on. Is he on Skype right now? Wait, <laughs> he, his, he is away. Oh, no, that's oh. Jiffy. No, he's offline. Yeah. He also course. clearly had no idea what he was getting himself into. <laughs> no. Like, he looked at us and was like, what? <laughs> he loved the name he came up with, though. Yes. Yeah, he was really digging our name. Father Fun, do you have any podcast memories that you'd like to? Because you've been on so many of our. For Masters of Divinity, I was just I was thinking about how sad I was that I wasn't able to join the Star Wars conversation last week. Yeah. Um, because I well, really enjoyed our Star Trek conversation. I thought that that double episode was great fun, and it was one of my proudest moments when Michael listened to it. My wife listened to it, and she was like. Like that, that set of podcasts made me way more interested in Star Trek and made me want to learn more about Star Trek. And, um, it was just, I was just a blast. So I was really thankful to be part of that. And I wish that I'd been able to do that with you with Star Wars. Well, my, we only did Rogue One. Right. So we, we, we said, you know, since we weren't able to get Keelan and and Father Fun, we're just going to do the Rogue One and then we'll save the, we'll talk about Star Wars. We have everybody who can do it. My dad could have done it this episode. My dad and my uncle called me about our Star Trek episode to ask questions because right. of our conversation. They're like, hey, we want to know more. They literally called me to ask more. De- I had a detailed conversation about the Kelvin universe with my dad and my <laughs> uncle because of that. And my uncle used to be, for, for anybody listening, um, he's the one I've referenced in the past who used to be a huge Trekkie. And he's the one that took me to Star Trek conventions when I was young. Um, we used to go with him all the time. But he's kind of fallen out with the whole Star Trek thing with the new stuff. So he called me asking questions. It was a it was a big moment in my life. The guy who got <laughs> me hooked on Star Trek called me to ask Just questions about student, Star Trek. The student became the master. Episode. Did you? Did I? You're link mixing, to, you're mixing or, uh, genre. I mean, universes there, but I like it. I like it. Did I link to our group chat? Um, I saw that there's a new comic coming out that's the next generation set in the mirror universe. And there's 
the the cover art was released, and it was uh, it was Picard in like cut like a cutoff shirt with like massive guns, like arms, <laughs> and uh, and Data in his uh, like first contact kind of like half Borg kind of look. Um, it, and I was like, I am very interested in that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Rob Liefeld art. Like, I'm not, I'm not sure. I didn't know that it looked awesome. That's funny. Um, Kaylin. Yes. Do you, do you have a favorite episode or you know, any, any moments you would want to reflect on that you were with us? Oh, just the, uh, a couple times that I've been on. It's been yeah. great. The music episode was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. I actually listened to that episode a few days ago, and it was a good one. Yeah. Yeah, I was... Yeah, you're the, you guys are the first ones to, to play music on our podcast. Yeah, I would say that was one of my favorite moments, getting Pedro Bustamante back together. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still love... Sorry, but I still love... And I, this has nothing to do with the joke about the whole getting Rob Bell back thing. But I do still. I love that you were there for that whole episode. That's true. That's right. And nobody knows it. Till now, no one knows it, including Rob Bell, that you were sitting there for the whole episode. I love that. It's an audience of one. He's in the room watching the whole thing. I think I think you can hear him. I think you could hear him make like noise in the background or something. Could you hear him, Keelan, or is it just? I think I could hear myself laughing. We didn't have yeah. headphones yeah. in that episode. Oh, okay, so we you could hear him computer. talking. We yeah. were having issues because we were still using that awful recording program that we won't ever give credit to again. Ah, uh, yes. And, and, and also, right before we contacted him, Father Chuck was like, "I swear, I know how to make this work," and I broke it. You broke it <laughs> right before Rob Bell calls. We could not make a call and record it for like twenty minutes. Like, trust me, trust me, bro. This will make it work better. Yeah. Uh, he was furious. Matt was furious with me. It was hilarious. <laughs> I thought I was getting punched. Uh, that, that, there are a lot, a lot of things went wrong in that episode. The only, like, I, I uploaded it, and then it was like, throughout the episode, there were like maybe f- like five instances where there was like five minutes of silence. Oh yeah. my goodness. And, like... and then you edit, isn't that the one? You edited it at my house, and then something yeah. went wrong when you saved it. And it undid yeah. everything he did. Oh, yeah. So they had to redo it again or it put huge gaps in between every clip. He yeah. Did. <laughs> Dude, I, I love talking about our technical problems because I just remembered that Father Fun and I did a whole episode together. <laughs> the last episode. <laughs> I was so excited for that episode. I, I was so excited just to hear a podcast with Father Fun and Father Chuck talking about Star Trek. I was so excited. I was going to ask if that was your favorite episode, the lost one. <laughs> well, the thing is, I, I think in retrospect, Fun and I were sort of like, it was weird, like not having you guys to bounce things off of and what everything. So like, it was kind of like, I think we had some awkwardness for a while. We really started to pick up steam toward the end of it. I mean, we started talking about Dune and stuff like that. Yeah. It got very exciting. And then, and then I realized that I only recorded his dialogue and not mine. I really should, <laughs> we really should do that thing that I said we should do, which is, um, put it out put it out there and just let people fill in their own dialogue talking with other <laughs> fun. I think that'd be pretty funny. Um, yeah. But um, that was a great moment. And of course, it, we should, you know, we're coming up on one year of the podcast. And pretty close. we should, I think we should all, we should listen to the first few episodes again. I, I've, uh, Kana, please um, don't make my me. wife, <laughs> has said it. And it's funny listening to it because like, one is you can, by the third episode is when we really kind of found our voice, I think. 
Mm-hmm. And I, interestingly enough, that's the same episode we recorded. We couldn't find a place to record, so we recorded it in my car, in car. <laughs> next to the lake at Matt's house, and it ended with a tow truck showing up to like <laughs> to tow, tow us, us away. away. <laughs> or at least that's what we're, we didn't stick around long enough to find out if that's what it was there for. Uh, but it was so backing rock. toward us. That's all I know. And then we went, and then we went to Sonic and got and got sodas at Sonic <laughs> yeah. at the Sonic Burger place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was sweet. Good, good times, you guys. Yeah, our our great episode, the one that kicked it really kicked it off, episode three about the Ghostbusters trailer. Yes. <laughs> yeah, then, and talking about toxic and then and then that, that, that movie turned out to be terrible. So, uh, yeah. Uh, well, um, well I, we we might have I might have given a little too much credit there when it was aired. I but, still like it. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I my my personal favorite because I was the only one out of this group that was there to experience it was the ladies of divinity episode oh no i was there i was i was in the background oh, that's, that's true yeah. we were keelening it i was yeah <laughs> i i keeling the crap out of that episode <laughs> that was that was such a great episode because you know neither of your wives have ever been on a podcast and like at first it was this totally like they didn't know what to do I didn't really know what to do either. Let me, let me, I don't know what to do with people who don't know what they're doing. <laughs> so let me, let nobody knows what about, they're doing. Let me talk but then about, it got really good. Let me talk about how many things lined up for that to be perfect. We were all supposed to pick a topic. Um, yeah. I didn't want to pick one yeah. because I was totally like, what the heck am I going to pick? Um, JP was like, maybe something like, because I wanted to do fear, but we had October coming. So we were going to talk right. about fear and Halloween. So I was like, I don't know. You stole my topic. So he's like, maybe you could talk about anxiety. I said that's perfect, and I have the per- and Chuck, Father Chuck, and I ended recording the episode before that, and came up with the beautiful idea in the parking lot here at the office where we record um, to have an episode about anxiety, which caused our wife's anxiety because they've never done a podcast before. Caused JP so that anxiety. we had to get them comfortable, so that when the computer came on, JP had anxiety when it was two women sitting there instead of us. And then they had an amazing episode um, about it was really about anxiety. And I do think that um, they could replace us, and the podcast would probably do better. But don't yeah. tell them that because that episode is second only to Rob Bell, and the Rob Bell episode is because Rob Bell's on it. It has nothing to do with us, um, so they could replace us easily. Yeah. yeah. So sh- shout out to Kana and Heather. Yeah, you know we were. I was saying that we should have had them on this episode too. That would have been awesome. Oh, yeah, we don't know fun. what we do with the kids, but um, we should have the kids. Bring the, the kids. Episode. Bring the kids. <laughs> I can tell. We could. We, oh, oh, nightmares. <laughs> I just had nightmares right now of yeah. kids. Oh, it'd be great. Actually, that'd be kind of funny. We to should have. do an episode with the kids. That would be kind of funny, at least for like a little bit, because they would lose interest. Yeah. Just really for about fast. five <laughs> minutes, so that everybody else could not hear anything we say because Char- the kids are going off for Charlie, five minutes. Charlie could talk about Charlie could talk about Jake and the Neverland Pirates. Um, um, your your kids are into Bond like, would run everything. around the house screaming. That's all you do. Nice yeah. <laughs> run around the house screaming. Ninja Turtles still in the Ninja Turtles? Um, no, right now he's into Nathan Drake from Uncharted Four <laughs> because Daddy won't turn it off. So he's been watching it for hours, and he's running around the house with a rope on his belt, and he is um, playing Uncharted. You, you should you should make sure that you buy the Uncharted collection as well. Which is one through three, yeah. which are all excellent games as well. Yeah, the only downside I told I, I have a problem with jumping in at like game four. I did the same thing with the Resident Evil franchise. I jumped in at Resident Evil four. Um, then I tried to go back to play the originals, 
Um, and the graphics are so awful because you play the new one first. Um, I, couldn't, they, did, I couldn't get Did they remaster to, them or something? I yeah, I mean, they're they're remastered and upgraded. I mean, slightly, but the gameplay, I mean, there's less options. There fewer options to, I don't know, fewer guns. The enemies are slightly stupider, you know, that kind of stuff. But <laughs> yeah. all I know but is to appreciate the oeuvre of Nathan Drake's kind of career, um, if you, if you really are into it, it, it it'd be worth the purchase for oh, sure. No, obsessed with it would be the right way to say it. Not into you forget. I haven't had a game system <laughs> in six years, so I started <laughs> yeah. playing and was hooked beyond belief. I'm obsessed, um, I and just, they reference the stories constantly throughout it, and I'm like, I have no idea what they're talking about. I just want to appreciate the fact that that, that, that Father Fun now twice on this podcast has used the word oeuvre. Good choice when, of words. When was the last time I used it? <laughs> I don't remember. I just know that you used it last time. And I remember that because you were the. it was the first time I ever heard the word actually pronounced. And I was like, that's how it's pronounced. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, I've always seen it. And I'm like, is it oov? Is it oh? You know, and then to hear you say it. So. I mean, yeah. What it's, does that mean? The R is a French R. So you kind of swallow it. But Well, you know, and it's, yeah. and it's French where, like, half the letters are just not pronounced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just looking at these. Hey, they got a Pikachu. That's cool. Um, <laughs> really? <laughs> uh, you guys, did, did you? Did anybody discover any uh, new TV shows this year? Yes. I fun? have to talk about this. Okay. Well, first of all, I want to say I think that CW is still killing it. And I'm excited for all of you to catch uh, up. Yeah. I know I'm the only one who's currently watching it, but it's excellent. Matt's watching it, is it? No, I, I caught up with all the past seasons. I'm not watching the current ones because I had to watch them on streaming things because I don't have a life right now because of the academy. Um, so I had to catch up at random hours of the night. I, I I also feel that we should, for the sake of our listeners, clarify that we're talking about the DC CW shows. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just said CW, and it's like, we're really we're into Vampire Heartland or anything. Yeah, like really into Vampire yeah, Diaries. Uh, that's not on yeah. the air anymore. And I actually okay. did used to watch that one with my wife. <laughs> it, was also, it was also a really strong year for Netflix. Um, House of Cards will always be good to me, but Stranger Things was this year. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, Daredevil season two and Luke Cage were both this year, uh, which were both wonderful. Yeah. Um, but Stranger Things definitely would be the standout kind of surprise surprise hit of the Netflix year, I think. Um, yeah. Good. Sorry, uh, I was going to ask: did, did Chuck have you watched Stranger Things yet? I have not watched Stranger Things. No. What? Keelan, have you seen Stranger Things? I have not. You guys are killing me. Get off the podcast. <laughs> well, okay. To be fair to Keelan, right? You don't have you're not a you don't have a Netflix streaming or anything. No, right? uh-huh. yeah, no. So, oh, okay. um, and as we've explained, I've, as I've explained before, that like I have don't blame Kena, don't blame I'm... Kena. There's no excuse. I'm not blaming. No. Okay, fine. <laughs> the truth is, he gets scared of scary things, and he's afraid it, that he'll have you nightmares. Know, <laughs> it it is a scary show. Like it's not like I, I've seen people make the mistake of telling people, "Oh yeah, it's just like Goonies," and their friends come back, "No, this movie is not like Goonies, <laughs> or this show is not like Goonies." <laughs> yeah. So I, I I'm not mad at you, Chuck. I understand, but you should see. I think you would like it. I, I I'm sure I would. I'm sure I would, and I will eventually get around to watching it. And yeah. I, you know, it's honestly one of those things I should probably be watching on the the rare late night when, like, when Kane is feeling tired and she goes on to bed and I'm just kind of still awake and wanting to watch stuff. But instead, I watch 
one of the shows that JP introduced uh, to me that I'm now super obsessed with, and that is Rick and Morty. Oh yeah. Um, so, um, but I, 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 I have other shows I'll talk about. I don't want to. I don't want to steal Patrick's thunder if he's still talking, or, or Keelan, who wants to talk about shows. Uh, yeah. I'll finish up by saying your original question was, did you discover any shows this year? And I'll, I'll say I've enjoyed Westworld, but I don't want to talk about it too much. I wanted to say that I think the most underrated show of 2016, and I have told you all about it several times in the group text, is Son of Zorn. It, it, is, it is the funniest thing I have seen really? in a long time. Oh, my gosh. Time. I've wanted to watch that. It, it, it is so – it is clever. It is uh, – <laughs> it's topical. I, I, Jason Sudeikis as a He-Man type character trapped in Jason Orange Sudeikis. County is yeah. just – every episode I'm, you know I am show? laughing throughout the whole thing. This is a show, Keelan, where um, Zorn is like this Hanna Barbera, like uh, animated it's, character it's in like, like yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so I've really wanted to watch it. It, 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 it. I haven't watched an episode, but it always kind of looked like very Seth MacFarlane. Like and you kind of look like something. It's definitely would. not Seth MacFarlane. It. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it, 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 in that it, it's animated. Yeah, but but it doesn't do. It's not. It's not the cutaway. It's not even like sardonic and irreverent the way that. Seth MacFarlane is it's like it's just this funny fish out of the water like commenting on the ridiculousness of the shows of the 80s and the worlds that they built it just it it never ceases it it, it just it's just so funny and Uh, well you you, characters are just as funny it definitely piqued my interest I think I might check it out I'm always on the lookout for more shows I actually want to check out The Expanse as well oh I've heard good things I don't know anything about it, but yeah, good things. Uh, Keelan, do you discover any? Uh... Uh, the only thing new that I've seen this year is This Is Us. Um, oh, on ABC, yeah. See, uh, same um, creators as uh, the show Parenthood. Um, but uh, yeah, it's um, it, it follows several people around. It, it's just it's really well done. If you haven't seen it, watch the first episode. Um, if you don't like the first episode, then don't worry about the rest of it. But um, most people, what they tell me is, you know, like, I, I saw the first episode and you know, I can't wait to watch more. Um, huh. But uh, I'm mostly just using this episode to seek out more TV shows. So like... <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, Chuck, did you have any? Or... Well. I I mean some old stuff that I've uh, the, one of the things that I've finally gotten into this year was Mad Men. It's a great show. Oh, I, yeah. I never watched it before um, when it was on the air, and so Kane and I have been watching that after we finished up Star Trek Deep Space Nine, which was very very good. I will say you guys are gonna you guys are gonna laugh. Kane and I recently started watching on um, Amazon Prime. There's a very good documentary called um, Prime Japan. Um, documentary <laughs> series about Japanese culture. Um, I think I've heard of this actually. It is filmed in 4K. It is beautiful, um, yeah. and it talks about different like touchstones of Japanese culture. Um, it's a, it's it's an actual Japanese show that's sort of ported over to America. Um, just about Jap- but it's like um, you know the first episode about sushi and stuff like that. it's just very cool um, to to kind of see the culture and just but it's it's so beautifully shot. Um, that that's something that Ken and I have were really like drawn to is just the cinematography and everything is just really really gorgeous. 
Um, it's just a very relaxing show to watch, but it's also very is it kind interesting. Of like, is it kind of like a Planet Earth type documentary? Not really. Like a National Geographic kind of thing? Because it, it, what it does, it hones in on, it, it doesn't have that feel. It, it hones in on like one thing. Um, it starts off with this guy who's, um, who's kind of Western. He's a Western guy, um, like American or whatever. And he's in Japan and it's sort of like, oh, here's this cultural touchstone that I'm encountering. Why is it like, you know, like he's sort of like, you know, like it sort of piques his interest. And then that sets into the whole thing is subtitled from that point forward. Um, and it's all in Japanese. Um, and it, what it does, it goes through like, like with the sushi episode, it starts with like a snow covered mountain and it's like, you know, this is why Japanese sushi is so good. And it kind of talks about like, and it goes into every aspect of it, like, you know, rice, the fish quality, like the culture around it, how it got started, the different varieties of it in different parts of the country. So it's very interesting in, in its wide birth of things. And of course, you know, we've joked in the podcast before, I'm the weeaboo on the show. And so I'm super into it. And it makes Kana and I really want to go to Japan. Um, and so, but that's something that we've recently started watching. We really like and highly recommend for anyone to check out. Um, but yeah, and then um, Rick and Morty. I just have to, I have to talk about Rick and Morty. I, JP. Does anybody else here watch Rick and Morty? How the fun do you watch it? It's on my list. It's, yeah. I just haven't ever gotten to it. I, JP, JP turned me on to this show, you know, but I've watched it since, I've watched other episodes. And the thing that gets me about that show is how, how one it is just funny it is one of the funniest animated shows the humor is so smart um because it's you know dan Harmon, and it's just that kind of level of humor it's just so smart um but one of the things that really gets me about it is how amazing in its emotional complexity it is how you can watch this show and you can laugh at this really smart but absurd humor one minute and then just have kind of like your worldview wrecked. Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, and it, it you know, because it, it, it deals with parallel universes. It deals with um, alien cultures. And it does such a – it really uses animation to drive up to, 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 to point out like, you know, an alien culture is going to be very different from ours. And mm-hmm. like they're going to look different. And so it really drives home that quality of, of this kind of thing. But, you know, it's a show that started out as a spoof on Marty McFly and Doc Brown and yeah. and just but takes it into this whole, you know, parallel universe thing. And it's just, I mean, really deals with some deep emotional stuff dealing with yeah. mar- like a marriage that's falling apart and like people recognizing their need to love each other. And, and the fact that love is something you kind of can choose to do rather than something you just feel all the time and sibling rivalries and, and relationships and identity. And just, I mean, all these just really serious, heady, emotional things. And it's like one of the most emotionally rich shows I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And it's this really silly cartoon. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's that Dan Harmon mark of quality. It's like his ability to be like emotionally open and that he can inject that into his shows. Like that's what makes him so special. Yeah. Like I can't recommend it enough. And the thing is, is like I came in, I started watching the show in the middle. Like I didn't start with the first episode. Like JP showed me an episode. He's like, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. You have to watch this. So I watched it. And then I just started kind of picking up episodes that I thought looked interesting. Um, And basically I watched like the half, like the halfway mark of the first season to the end and then I watched the first episode of the second season, and it's one of the most smartly written season premieres that I've ever seen. And and then the second episode is just brilliant 
in its handling right. of parallel universes and like multiple realities and multiple dimensions and and just the way yeah. it depicts it on screen and just all of it it's just it, it is an incredibly written show and I cannot recommend it enough especially Probably if you're a sci-fi the only, fan yeah, yeah if you're a sci-fi fan you love it uh, probably the only animated show to utilize improvisational comedy yes <laughs> um so check it out you have a, a seal of approval from both Chuck and JP is that just a i'm seeing that it's only two seasons yeah is that Accurate? Yes. Mm-hmm. The, the third season is being worked on now. Okay. Yeah, it's on its way. It's going to be a while. I don't think it comes out till next year. But, uh, well, I mean, if it came out like... this year, I would be astounded. Oh, yeah. Har- <laughs> I forgot it's the end of the deadlines. year. Huh? Harmon's not good with deadlines. He talks about yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Follow his Twitter. It's funny because people bug him on Twitter. Like, they'll just be some, like, he'll he'll make a rant about, like, politics or something. And then some troll will say something like, just get back to work on season three of Rick and Morty. <laughs> and, then he'll, and, and then he'll go, like, on a massive tweet storm to make that person feel completely useless. And it's, uh, it's really funny. Um, toxic, but funny. Um, so, okay, so, the, the, yeah, TV. For me, personally, I, I discovered Westworld. Uh, I'm taking, taking it slow on that one. Um, good but i'm not uh not crazy about it um stranger things of course uh might be stranger things might be one of the best things that happened this year if you ask me in all media and i, I wow. wish we could do a whole episode about stranger things yeah i mean like i said on, on new year's eve i actually plan on on ending my year and watching that show it's a good idea yeah um <laughs> You guys, you guys really should watch it, and we should have a show about it because it would it's, be great. It it is it touches on and, and, and showcases so many of the themes that have circulated through these forty episodes of Masters of Divinity. Like it just it's it's all it's about this podcast. I mean, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah. that that's a great compliment, Father Fun. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, we sh- we should be uh, look forward to that uh, next year. Um, I don't know what else to do with the show, guys. What I'm about? Gonna emotion- I'm going to be emotionally honest. Well, you could talk about. Um, I, I know we we touched on New Year's resolutions, but we could talk about if there are re- oh, resolutions no. that oh. people have. Oh, did you drop the cards? I dropped the cards. Oh no! Did you roll the chair <laughs> over the cards? No. No. <laughs> oh, I hope they weren't in order or something. I should look that up on the internet. I told you you okay. should not touch them. <laughs> Whoops! Oh boy! Oh no! Okay, all right, back to the show. Because uh, <laughs> being emotionally honest. So here's the thing. I, I'm going to talk about. It, it wasn't really a New Year's resolution. I, I, I just do want to talk about this for me because um, okay. I can't really think of a format where else to talk about it. And I know South Park this past season did a pretty good joke about social media and people leaving social media. But like, so I had intended this year for Advent to give up most social media like you know anything basically like facebook twitter that kind of thing like i'm still using instagram but it's really because i can take photos and funnel it into you know it really is different what else are you gonna do while you're going to the bathroom (laughs) mario run dude Um, (laughs) i mean you still got meals to take pictures of you know yeah um (laughs) but i um but shortly after the election um i got really frustrated 
and it just just kind of annoyed with social media and just done with it. And I decided to take a break. I've been thinking about it and decided I was going to do it for Advent. I decided to do it early. So I, I just dropped social media. There's the Facebook and Twitter and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, guys, I am noticing, like, like quantifiable, like, increase in my happiness in life. Oh, yeah? Not having done it. And I just don't know if I'm going to go back. Like Really? Yeah, like, Christmas Day came and I realized, like, I was looking up something online and there was some link. I don't remember what I was looking at, but it took me to Facebook. So, like, and it was already, like, on my phone like on my on safari on my phone already logged in and so it was the first time i'd logged into facebook in like Mm -hmm. over a month and i saw that i had like 43 notifications and i had like friend requests and i just like didn't look at it because i was like i don't want i don't want to be sucked into this yeah so i don't know like what people are saying or what people are liking or whatever is going on on facebook like i just you know in twitter especially like i just i deleted both the apps off my phone so i don't see them and it's really, really. I, 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 I feel like I've got a thing written that I want to put on our website or something about it. But then, I, like I said, if you guys watch South Park, this year dealt with the fact that like everybody writes a thing about why they're leaving social media. So I don't know if I want to you know, be that person. But yeah. I, like I said, I, I am noticing. It, makes me, it, it is, it has increased my happiness. It's, it has made my interaction with the world richer and better. Mm-hmm. Um, and. So, yeah, so like I said, I don't know if it counts like a New Year's resolution kind of thing, but it's something like that. It was a change that I made, and I just don't know if I want to go back this year. That's really interesting. I've kind of thought about doing the same thing because I actually – I didn't do anything drastic like, you know, we cut it out of my life. But I did – I unliked all of the outlets that I follow on Facebook, and I unliked – like, you know how you have like a list of favorites and like they all just kind of – give you updates and ads and stuff throughout your newsfeed. Right. I, I unsubscribe from like everything except for like the stuff for like, uh, you know, my friends have blogs and stuff. So I, I stayed subscribed to them just cause they're my friends and they're not as, you know, they don't bother me. Um, and it really is very different cause now I just see what other people like. <laughs> uh, but uh, that's also, also been kind of different too. Like I'm not, I feel like I don't have people vying for my outrage anymore. Yeah, it's one of the weird things that I've found is when you walk away from social media for a while, you start getting emails from them. Oh, um really? yeah, like Twitter being like like Facebook will be like like I never get Facebook emails and you know you'll get an email from Facebook that's like, "Oh, hey, we haven't seen you in a while." Oh, Cuz like that's that's, that's like Facebook's thing like right now like they're not really gaining new members, so they're just trying to keep engagement going with the people they currently have, so that that mm. their entire revenue is based off engagement. Um, but the weird one I got the other day was, um, and because it's been Christmas break, I've, I've been really inconsistent, I, plus being sick, I've just been really inconsistent with my emails, so I've got emails piled up like crazy. But, like, I looked at my email the other day, and I got an email from Twitter, and the subject line said, um, see what you're missing in the world. Like, <laughs> you need to check in and see, like, what's going on in the world. And I thought, that's kind of interesting. Like, I'm, I'm seeing what's happening in the world right now like right. i don't i i don't experience the world through your platform mm-hmm. and the idea that you think that if i don't use your platform i'm somehow not seeing what's happening in the world right. is kind of terrifying yeah but anyway yeah i don't know so it's 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 made a change i know you know keelan you 
you're you're pretty balanced and measured in your social media interaction sometimes sometimes uh, he makes it all worth it yeah he really does <laughs> the key the keyboard the the, the, the keelan keyboard rant is it, it is a, it is a moment of beauty it's one of the things i do miss but i don't know i, I feel like you i i, I feel like you don't struggle with the same issues that like I do with social media. Like when I get on like Facebook, it like sucks me in and like I can lose like hours just looking at a timeline. Whereas you seem to be like the kind of person like you can just check in, look around and then you're done and walk away from it and it's no big deal. No, I, I have to be careful. I have to make sure that uh, it's not consuming me. There are times where I've realized that, oh well, like in the last hour I've opened the page to Facebook like three times to see if there's anything new. Yeah. And so I, I'll kind of recognize that and um, try to make it a point of kind of stepping back some and um, mm-hmm. you know not having to do that, not um, getting fulfillment from that, but uh, right. from, from things that are real. Yeah. I mean, you know, social media, like, I think it's great that you're doing that check and that it's, you know, giving you a lot of happiness, but it's like, it kind of feels like, well, I feel like social media should make people happy. You know what I mean? Like it, it right. shouldn't be something that is like this new uh, platform for life, you know, like, like we had this conversation and I said that like people have kind of created a new way to hate each other. Right. Like, for not interacting a certain way, <laughs> you know, I get yeah. in trouble for not liking things sometimes. Right. So it's like, <laughs> okay. yeah, I, you know, and I know that, and I know that we're, we're like brushing up against the, 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 the possibility of extending this episode really long. Cause we could probably do a whole episode. Yeah. We should topic. do an episode on this actually. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, no, I totally agree with you that these things are tools and they should be helping us rather than dictating what we do. Yeah. Um, and so, I don't know, it's just been, for me personally, it makes me much more positive in my outlook of the coming year Right. to That's good. think that my life is actually going to be lived rather than mediated through this, this app or whatever. And yeah, so. All right. Um, well, we're almost out of time, guys. Uh, but I want to end this episode by doing just kind of going down the panel and say uh, any any last words you have for 2016. That's ominous. Last words That's all. ominous, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I mean, I mean, anything, any any last thoughts you have to, that you want to say to 2016 as we go into the new year? I'll just say it's been a pleasure journeying with you, mostly as a listener, but also as a co-guest. Reoccurring uh, guest. A reoccurring guest. I like that. And I would just say to the listeners, be excellent to one another. <laughs> Twenty sixteen for a lot of people, I guess, is you know, we look at it as this you know, if we focus on it uh, focus on the people that we've lost this year, it's a pretty negative year, among other things. But for me, I became the rector of a church. I became the head chaplain of a school. Um, my second son was born. Um, I moved um, to a really great house where I, my wife and I are incredibly happy. I found a lot of happiness in this year. 
That's good. And so it's hard for me to look at it and be like, oh, 2016 is the worst year, blah, 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 blah. Like, I don't know. For me, it's like people die. And that's just the reality of the world we live in. And it's sad and it sucks, but people die. And because I, this is going to be the corny this is going to be the corny Sunday school pastor thing to say, but um, because of Jesus, death is defeated. And so we don't have to be afraid or let death define and hold a, hold a shadow over us. So mm-hmm. yeah, it sucks that people die, but you know what? It's not permanent. So um, rather than let that define everything I do, I'd rather look at all the great things that are happening in the world and not just in a simple like p- power of positive thinking kind of thing. It's just, you know, this this stuff happens and life is rich and complicated and there is so much beauty and joy and every day is a grace from God to be lived and I feel blessed that I get to live it. So 2016 as was they, good to me. As they say in Terminator 2, every day is a gift. Every day is a gift. Some days are socks. Isn't that Terminator 3 that says that, by the way? <laughs> um, it is. It's Terminator 3. There's a Terminator 3? Yeah, because nothing good comes out of any Terminator movie after two. Because <laughs> John Connor says he says my mother said you know she 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 hung on until you know Judgment Day, and he says and she said to me every day every day is a gift. Every day I, I after thought this that it was a like gift. a I thought it was like a deleted scene or something. I don't know. Whatever. Keelan, Carol. It's been a rough year. As uh, yeah. yeah, besides the deaths and whatnot, it's. Uh, we had a, a really rough uh, election cycle. Oh, yeah. I don't um, think anybody can deny that. And, uh, yeah, just a, a lot of stuff, uh, you know, a lot of personal things uh, going on. So hopefully 2017 will be a much better year. Uh, hopefully. Here's hoping. Uh, be, 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 the, be the the change? I don't know. I don't want to be that guy that says that. Somebody else <laughs> say it. Uh, Morgan Freeman said, if you want to see a miracle... Be the miracle. 2016 for me, I'm I'm kind of with Father Chuck. Um, overall, I, I I thought it was a good year. Um, there was a lot of hard hard stuff in the world. There was a lot of hard stuff personally within my family. Um, but there was a lot of really good stuff that happened this year too. Lots of big changes. A lot of a lot of progressive uh, movement forward in my life and in my family's life and. Uh, and yeah, so I think it was a super challenging year, but also very rewarding in other areas. And I'm looking forward to 2017 to see what it has in store. But I'm also crying a little bit inside because it starts with four months of the academy, and I <laughs> I want to be done. I don't know. I don't really have anything. Uh, you guys are better at this than I am. Uh, it was sort of a rough year for me. Uh, definitely not my favorite year. Like you guys, I'm trying to stay optimistic for 2017. What else can you do? So JP's final words. You guys are better at this than I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I just want to say thank you to everyone that's on this podcast right now. Father Chuck, Matt Wells, Keelan O'Carroll, Patrick Funston. Thank you so much for coming out. Everyone appreciates your opinions and your thoughts. And we also want to thank our listeners for uh, making this year awesome and giving us something to do that has brought us a lot of joy. And um, having said that, good journey. Good journey.
Does anybody else want to say good journey? <laughs> Peace out. Goodbye. It's always just me and Chuck. <laughs> it's our thing, man. Farewell. Sayonara. Of Vitor's A, good night. Yeah.